You're listening to Sports Connections with David Smale, the show that brings you a fun and intimate look into connections throughout sports. Now here's your host, David Smale. Daniel Shalloway is a striker for Sporting Kansas City who is having a renaissance season after two seasons in which he scored just one goal over 37 matches. He has three goals in his first seven matches this year, matching the second most for a season in his career. He's also thrown in two assists as Sporting has gotten off to a great start. With injuries plaguing the Sporting front line, Shalloway has teamed with Alan Pulido to help Sporting KC score the second most goals in MLS. He's playing with great amount of confidence, as evidenced by the sixth most shots in the entire league. He's a homegrown player for Sporting KC, straight out of Budapest, Hungary, and we'll get to that in a second. Daniel, welcome to Sports Connections. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, let's start with a homegrown player angle for, for those of us who aren't as familiar with, with the MLS rules. How did someone from Hungary become a home, homegrown player for a team in Kansas City? Well, the, the rule is that you have to play one season with the academy. Okay. And then uh, obviously like in the youth system, and then you're, you're eligible to, to become a homegrown player and they can sign you. So that's what I did. I moved over here when I was 18. I played one season and uh, things just, you know, opened up these opportunities. Okay. Now, did I read that you played at a high school here in, in the Kansas City area? I did not play high school, but I went to high school. So I was studying at Blue Valley Northwest and uh, I was going to the academy training sessions in the afternoon. And so that that's how the homegrown. So you don't actually need to grow up in the area, but but there's some nuances to it that allow you to to do that. Yes, exactly. So how did you first connect with Sporting Kansas City that you didn't just all of a sudden decide to move to the States, attend high school here, and then knock on the door at the academy. How did, how did that connection happen? Yeah, so we have a mutual friend. Uh, with, Peter used to play with Istvan Urbani, and he, uh, he worked uh, at, at the academy level here at Sporting. And uh, he, he also worked with my dad, and um, they, were, they were always good friends, so they were communicating in, in touch and Istvan offered uh, this opportunity for me to to come over here and uh, and play with the academy and first I didn't want to do it but then I thought it would be a it would be a good idea to to try out yeah and, and Peter played professionally in in Hungary right yes he did he played uh, I think not even one full year but he played uh, he played there and he's he's of Hungarian descent too isn't he Yes, yeah, so he was already born uh, in uh, in New Jersey, right? But his parents uh, his parents were Hungarian, and they they moved out here to America. Did did the fact that he had played in Hungary obviously his ancestry probably didn't mean anything to you, but the fact that he had played in Hungary did that give you a little bit of confidence that you were going to go to someone go play with somebody or for someone who knew something about your home country? Yes, obviously, it's it's uh, you know it's always nice to to have people who are uh, connected to your country in, in any other way. I already like to talk to people who are like, oh yeah, I've been to Budapest. It's already a good uh, conversation starter. Yeah. But yes, it uh, it definitely has helped me a lot, and um, I'm I'm glad that um, we we found this connection pretty much on the other side of the world because uh, it's it's random, but uh, it worked out perfectly for me. Now, I, I, I know I sent you questions ahead of time and I didn't think about this one, but you grew up playing soccer in your home country of Hungary. Compare the 
not no not so much the quality of play, but the style of play that you're playing in MLS as compared to what you grew up playing in Europe. Yes, well, uh, you know, you can. It's so difficult to compare like uh, soccer's, but um, the main difference what you you realize um, you realize in America when when I came here is that everybody is so positive. Like when you're when you're playing these games and then and then you lose, there's there's no people talking, uh, you know, bad about uh, each other or whatever. They everybody's just like picking their head up and keep going. The next one's on, and I think that that's a huge difference in uh, in America. So you didn't get that. I mean, I talked to a friend of mine who lives in Ukraine uh, earlier this week, and he talked about growing up as a basketball player that his coaches basically you know, intimidated the joy out of him. He was, he competed more to not fail than to succeed and it stole the joy. So is that kind of true in, in European soccer where it's such a high pressure thing that you almost are more afraid of failing than you are trying to achieve success? I, I feel like, I don't want to generalize it this yeah. much, but uh, I feel like, uh, yes, you can find coaches like that and uh, there's probably more over there um but but overall we've all had good coaches and and sure. bad coaches too when you didn't want to go to training for that yeah. guy but uh, i think if you can uh if you can push through those those moments when you are struggling and uh that's that's when you can get to the top okay i i've heard something uh in the off season or at the start of the season that you really have become a kansas cityan and what i heard was that you stayed up in the middle of the night in Hungary to watch the Chiefs in the Super Bowl against Tampa Bay. First of all, is that true? And second of all, what is it about Kansas City that fits you so well? It is true, yes. Uh, I was home uh, in Hungary for the offseason. I always do that. And um, I, I wanted to stay up, obviously, to, to watch it. And um, unfortunately, it didn't work out the way we wanted it, uh, Chiefs fans. But um, yes, you know, I, I never, I don't think there's a specific thing that really connects me to Kansas City, but uh, I just, from the first moment I, I, I fit in, it's, I would say it's, uh, it's the people. I, I lived with a host family and they are still uh, the best people I've, I've met and uh, they became uh, my other family. So that definitely helps, you know, to, to have these these people around you who just push it to become a great experience. So after that, I, I always loved it after that first season. So uh, did your host family learn to cook Hungarian food or did you learn to like barbecue or how did that assimilation happen? I I, I love barbecue. I, I, uh, I think it's awesome. Um, I think I should have been the one who learned uh, and and actually made them more food, but I'm um, I'm not a very good cook, so uh, okay. yeah, I think this is still a this is still a pending request. Uh, but they've definitely tried it before. Don't worry. Okay. And what time the game started at five twenty here? What time was it in Budapest when when the game started? And you you stayed up for the whole thing. You stayed till the very end, didn't you? It was like uh, two. Uh, a little bit. Uh, I think it was around like one o'clock okay. at that time. So the thing is, it's so long, like football games. So um, obviously, I and I didn't stay. A fourth quarter, 
I gave up. I'm sorry, but that was uh, <laughs> that was my time to go to sleep. Yeah, I'll tell you what, there were a lot of Chiefs fans. It did not go well, and there was no chance that what happened the year before when the Chiefs all of a sudden caught fire in the fourth quarter, there was no chance of that happening. That's, um, that's what I was waiting for, too, but yeah. Okay, next one. Yeah, there, there were a lot of people that joined you by going to bed early or turning off the game. I want to talk about your 2018 season. Uh, in that season, you led Sporting KC with 14 goals in 33 games. Is that what you expected when you came over here to be a goal scorer like that? You know, I I was never a goal scorer before I came to the academy. And uh, I started playing forward. And... Uh, out of nowhere I just started scoring goals and I ended up with uh 20 something goals and in that academy season and uh that was amazing and from there on I think I uh I figured out that I have a good sense for it and uh I think that's that's important even though what if you play different positions than a forward on a team if you have a good sense to finding your way around the box and getting the chances it's very important. So I, I'm, I'm glad that I was moved around in a couple of positions and uh, you you pick up on things like this. Yeah, certainly, even though it's more spread out than like ice hockey or, or some other sports, there, you can be a goal scorer from just about anywhere. And, and you know, especially in set pieces and things like that, where, you know, on a corner kick, the tall defender might be the best guy to go up and, and head the ball towards the goal. But being, but having, you know, it's the term we use here is having a nose for the goal, having a nose for the ball. You, you just seem to have that. And so you're saying that that kind of came during your uh, academy season. Yes, honestly, it, it, it did. And uh, after that, you, you try to change your game a little bit and, and, and build on it. You, when I play, I try to, get up to the goal with every action. I remember my dad telling me when I was younger that uh, there should never be an action when you are, attacking, you are an attacking player and you don't end up in the box at the very end. Wow. And uh, if you put that in your head, then you're tired, wherever the ball is going, we're attacking. And then you're like, ah, oh, okay, I'm making my run and at least I'm getting there. And maybe it bounces in front of you. And um, it, it helps a lot. So let's talk about what happened in 2019 and 2020. There were so many times you were right there. The, the ball just missed you or, you you know, you the ball landed at your feet and you kicked it towards the goal and it went off the crossbar or it, or it got saved or something. Can you explain what happened in 2019, 2020, where the goals just didn't happen? Yes, it's uh, the other thing with with goals, obviously, if it doesn't come, uh, it's just difficult sometimes to understand why. There, there are many people who always try to give you advice that this, be, do this, do that, and then you get even more confused. It's, uh, it's very difficult. And, um, you know, as a, as, a, as a younger player, uh, you, you have to figure it out on your own, kind of. And I've never been in that situation that, you start playing the games and playing games pass and you haven't scored a goal and then you start to get frustrated. So after that, it's just a, a combination of all of that. And I think uh, very great players have these, uh, these bad uh, phases in their career as well, but it just depends on 
how quickly you can bounce back from it. Obviously, it took me longer than it should have. And uh, how well you bounce back, obviously. So right now, I'm bouncing back. So the question is how well I can bounce back. Yeah, and I want to get to 2021 here in just a second, but I want to kind of wrap up the discussion about the last two years. So confidence was a big part. You, you lack the confidence. Um, and obviously, as a, as a professional athlete, you've got to have the confidence that you can finish whatever task is, is your task. Is that, would you say that's the biggest thing that was missing was confidence? Yes, I, I would agree with that. I think uh, you go into it with confidence and then a couple of games pass and it just starts to go down and down. And then, uh, yeah, it's obviously success is the one that brings it back up. So yeah, it's, uh, it's difficult. It's um, you have to learn it, I think. And uh, some people are better than it uh, than others. I, re- I remember watching games uh, the last two years and just seeing the look of frustration. You know, I so much wanted to say, just if I had your cell phone, I would have called you on the phone and said, it'll get better. You know, th- th- it was just so hard to watch because we, we knew you were in the right position. We knew that you had the ability to score and, and it was hard to watch the fact that your confidence was waning. So what changed this year uh, for the 2021 season and probably heading into the 2021 season where you started playing with a, a tremendous amount of aggression. Yes. I mean, you know, if you look at it, uh, I started the first game this year and scored. So right. that's already a huge bump and you already have your head up and uh, getting ready to go again. And, um, you know, I don't like to look over the, the facts when sometimes, uh, you know, cards play out your way. We have a, a lack of attackers on our team this year, a big, uh, big depth, uh, not, not a big depth if you want to look at it. It was only four of us up top for three positions. So I knew I would have my chance. And these things, these are the ones when you have to grab it. And uh, yes, life is working out so far. I'm getting into the position and actually putting those balls away. And uh, that, that's what's, uh, I think, very important. And after that, your confidence comes back very quickly. How much of it was going into the season, knowing that there was a limited number of resources poured into, uh, into getting more forwards? You know, I think I think the uh, the acquisitions in this past year were more on the defensive half, or, or you know, the, the finding a backup for Tim or or whoever. It, it seems like more of the attention was on, on working on defense. Did that give you confidence to know that you would have a lot more opportunities to play, and then you build on that? Yes, yes, hundred percent. I was. Uh... In the offseason, it's always funny. You sit around and uh, you refresh your phone on the, the Twitter, Sporting's Twitter, and you're like, did we already sign a player on your position? But, uh, but no, it didn't, it didn't happen this time. And uh, uh, I was very excited heading into this season, you know, trying to make my way in. Either as a sub or a starter, you don't know how the season starts. Right. But uh, right now, it's just so exciting that I can play with uh, players like Alan Pulido because I, I haven't really played much with him. And uh, it's just, um, you know, that's when you feel like you're part of a, a good team. Now, I, I grew up playing the sports that are more popular in America, football, baseball, basketball, stuff like that. So I'm still, even though I've been covering soccer for a few years now, I'm still learning the game. So if I'm way off base, feel free to correct me. 
I see a confident Daniel Shallowy long before the ball falls to your feet. As you're, as you're making your run up the, the left side, I think most of the time you're on the left. As you're making your run and, and Johnny Russell or Alan Polito have the ball, you're, you are, seem to be running with confidence. You seem to be doing what you're supposed to do more confidently this year. Is that, is that an accurate assessment? Definitely yes, yes. I uh, I'm glad you you see it that way, and I'm glad <laughs> it, it, it shows. Uh, obviously, me looking at myself, I don't notice things like that uh, yeah. unless somebody really points it out. But uh, but yes, I, I I can't disagree. I think uh, I'm I'm playing with lots of confidence, and uh, yes, I did miss a couple of chances. So to be fair, I should be already on like ten goals this season, but. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's I. I'm just uh, hoping to play the next game, get into more chance, good good positions, and score more goals and uh, help the team. So, so far, yes, and not just goals, but everything all around the field. I feel like uh, it. I'm I'm showing I'm showing good things. Yeah, I mean the the, the game, the recent game against uh, San Jose. Um, it, it was I as I was writing the story. I was thinking it was the same combination, you and Alan Polito, but one of them, he assisted you and the other one, you assisted him, but they, but you guys worked together so well that it was like almost the, the same play. It was just the roles were reversed. Is it, do you, yeah. I mean, that was kind of cool, wasn't it? Yes, it is. And uh, it's always nice when you find uh, a little, little partnership on the field. Obviously, yeah. you have the chemistry with everybody and uh, – a good team you know you need more and more of those but uh when you are an attacking player and you have another attacker when you feel each other's movement yeah that's uh that's awesome and um you know he's he's an awesome player he the way he moves the way he finds you with the ball his ideas in his head it's just uh you're you're learning i i never fail to admit that i'm, I'm learning johnny plays in my position as well anytime i watch him and there's things what he does when you're like you're picking on it, picking up on it because uh, you you obviously want to get better. It's nice for Peter to have options to not say, okay, if we want to score a goal, this guy's got to be in, and if we want to play defense, well, we can't have him in or something. To have different options at striker, that's got to be you got to feel proud about the fact that you are helping Peter make his job. I don't want to say easier or harder. It's making it easier because he's got options, making it harder because he has to choose one of those options. But it's got to make you feel good that you're helping the team have success, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it, it does. And uh, and I remember I had an interview in, uh, I think, my first year with uh, the first team uh, in 2017. And uh, I scored a goal and I said... Uh, it's good because Peter will have a difficult night to sleep because he will have to figure out who's starting next week. And I still stick to that. I think that's how yeah. you play every game that you want the coach to have a, either an easy choice for you or a difficult choice to put you in back on the starting lineup. And that kind of brings up something, uh, Daniel, in that just talk about how important confidence is to be a successful soccer player in your position or a professional athlete in general? It's, I think it's uh, one of the most important things. And uh, obviously it's easy to say that 
be confident when you are successful. But uh, looking back, obviously, uh, the past years for me, it's uh, what's very difficult and everybody should learn it is the fact how to bring yourself back when there's not much success happening. And uh, in when you play in environments, when let's say this, this you get uh, people talking in the stadium and it's not easy. Yeah. But that those are the moments when you have to bring yourself back up and uh, to to be good at that. I think that's a that's a huge advantage. Now you're on pace to. I I did. I was an English major. I'm not a great math person, but I believe you're on pace to set a personal record for goals scored in a season because your best is 14 and you already have four and you're not 20 percent into the season. So that gets you at about 20. How many goals? can you score in a season if you keep up playing like you have been? Well, you know, I set my, uh, I always like to set it 10, 10 goals. That's what, uh, that's what I think changes the perspective. People uh, look at your season. Like that's when eyebrows are raised, Mm -hmm. but uh, obviously, I mean, you never want to slow down and there's going to be, couple games when it's not working the way it is you get tired things happen but uh but overall i i hope i can score as as many as possible and uh yes it would be nice to challenge my 2018 season that would be what a comeback that would be you know going off on the 2019 season having a slump and then coming back with the same uh amount of goals whatever i think that would be uh that would be huge for me I know some of the other uh, professional sports leagues in America have comeback player of the year. Is there a comeback player of the year award uh, in, in MLS? And if so, who do I need to lobby to get you uh, that award? (laughs) Yes, there is. There is. And uh, I, I'm not a fan of this award. I think, uh, I think this award should be given uh, if you are coming back from an injury because that's a that's a challenging moment. I I was always joking around, and maybe that's yeah. why karma got me. That if you are just having a bad season, why are we celebrating that you actually <laughs> can play again? Yeah. And uh, and I I still agree to it. If I would, we have it at Sporting too. So if we keep, if I continue like this in the season, I'll get it at Sporting, and it's gonna be terrible to look around and look into people's eyes and be like, "Yep, that's that's me now." <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, because you have to say, well, I only got this because I was bad last year. And again, exactly. bad is a relative exactly. term because it just didn't fall your way. You weren't bad. You just didn't have the end result uh, like you wanted to. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, how good can sporting be once you get everyone healthy? I know Johnny's not healthy right now. I know we're going to lose Polito to the Mexican team. Uh, and that's true with any MLS team. But how good can Sporting be if all of your strikers are healthy and your defense is playing well? And now they get, we got Tim Melia back. How good can Sporting be this year? I think we are. Uh, we are always a good, good, uh, challenging team, and uh, we are always so close to actually winning MLS Cup. But uh, yes, it's gonna be. The reason why we were really good in 2018, I feel like, is uh, many players got one of their like best forms and uh, the, the way we just clicked. And I think uh, this year can be one of those. I think uh, we, look, we look sharp in um, every aspect of the field, like defense, midfield, attack. And 
if if this is this is gonna stay like this, I think uh, we can be a a big challenge for Seattle and teams like the ones who who would probably say they are a favorite to win the MLS Cup. But um, I I think it's awesome that we pressure teams and we also keep the ball. We play well. We have so many uh, strengths that um, it can push us through the season definitely. Okay, I like to wrap up the, my interviews with two questions. Uh, the first is to give you a chance to talk about your family. So tell us, um, your, your folks still live in Budapest. Do you have brothers, sisters? Do you have a, what's the politically correct term these days, a significant other? Um, <laughs> just talk, talk about your family. Yes, I have, a, I have a great family. I'm coming from a good, a good background. I, uh, I can always be thankful for them. Uh, my dad used to play soccer. He was a national team player as well. And uh, hopefully I can get there one day. And uh, my mom is an interior designer now. Uh, and I have a sister as well. And uh, we are very close. She used to actually live here with me in Kansas City for a year. But uh, COVID happened and she had to go home. But with everything clearing up, uh, they're going to try to visit in September. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited. But yes, I try to go home every offseason to see them. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky to have them. And you avoided the last part of that question. So, Oh, yes. And I'm, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> no significant other. <laughs> so uh, I don't know how many females listen or watch this. Are you eligible? Are you looking? Um, or are you happy being yeah. single? always looking you know i'm um <laughs> i'm i'm all over the place <laughs> okay all right and the last question that i i always like to let people you can figure out how to how to interpret the question and how to answer the question and you're still a young guy what are you in your mid-20s now yes 24 24 okay so you probably haven't thought too much about this but i, I, I like to give everybody the opportunity what's your legacy Ooh, legacy. Um, I would want to go, look, my dad played in Israel and uh, the way people talk about him is unbelievable from, uh, from Israel. Like we signed Gadi Kinda and he knows my dad because uh, he, he played at the same club where my dad used to play. People spoke so highly of, of him. That's, that's an awesome legacy, what he has. If I can have half of that, that people already remember me as a great player and as a great person. Uh, I think that's already great for me. I don't think uh, I don't want to go into huge things, what I want to win or whatever. I think that's uh, that's already a big uh, accomplishment. All right. That's a great answer. And, and I do appreciate you, you spending the time with us. I love watching you play. I love the way you celebrate goals. And I realize that's probably not unique, but the enthusiasm uh, when you score a goal, especially the one in the opening match against the Red Bulls, the, the look of, I don't know if it was more relief or joy, but it's probably a pretty good mix of both. <laughs> I love watching you celebrate and I love the energy that you bring to the, bring to the game. And so I, I do appreciate your time and thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Sports Connections with David Smale. Make sure to subscribe, follow, and rate the show from your favorite podcast platform. You can learn more about David Smale and his work by visiting davidsmalebooks.com. Don't forget to join us weekly for new episodes. Until next time. <laughs>